0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala ahliya wa sahbihi wa sallam We continue the explanation of Amdat al-Ahkam The reliance of the rulings Min kalami khayril anam From the words of the best of mankind Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hadith 52 An Abdullah ibn Abbas <coughs> رضي الله عنهما قال شهد عندي رجال مرضيونيون وأرضاهم عندي عمر أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نهى عن الصلاة بعد الصبح حتى تطلع الشمس وبعد العصر حتى تغرب Ibn Abbas الله تعالى, عنه reported that I heard it from so many companions of the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, and one among them is Umar ibn khattab and he is most dear to me among them that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, prohibited observing of prayer after the dawn prayer till the sun rose and after the asr till the sun set. The narrator is Abdullah bin Abbas r.a. and his biography was mentioned when we spoke about hadith number 16. The subject matter is making clear some of the prohibited times for offering the prayers so Abdullah bin Abbas and the overall explanation, Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with both of them, mentioned that a group of trustworthy companions, and from them Umar bin khattab radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, and anhum all, testified before him that the Prophet sallallahu forbade. prohibited observing of prayer, and of course here is the nafil prayer, as we will explain, the optional prayer, after Salat al-Fajr, until the sun rose, and then after Asr, until the sun set. So, if one now says, what do you say about someone entering the masjid, after adhan al-fajr, after the adhan al-fajr, should he offer the congregational prayer, oh, I'm sorry, should he offer the turaqah of Tahiyat al-masjid, the turaqah of salutation of the masjid, or Offer the regular sunnah of fajr, or offers the tahiyat al-masjid first, then the regular sunnah next, or praise rak'ah intending them for both, for Tahiyatul al-masjid, for the salutation of the masjid, and for the regular sunnah. These are four possibilities. With respect to the first possibility, if he prays the tahiyya only, then he did, if he, then in this case he will be doing the sunnah. Why? Because in this case he didn't sit until he prayed two rakah. So the Sunnah applies upon him, but in this case he misses, in this case, if he only offers these two salutation rakats, in this case he misses the regular Sunnah, so if a person now makes the tahiyya only, the salutation of the masjid only, then he is on the Sunnah. In what sense? In the sense that he didn't sit until he prayed two rak'ah Is this clear? <coughs> Is this clear? Time. However, in this case, he would be missing what? He would be missing what in this case? If he offers the two rak'ah of tahiyyat al-masjid only. He would be missing what? The regular sunnah. Ratibatul Fajri. The regular sunnah. طيب. Because he didn't intend it. Because he didn't intend it. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Verily actions are dependent upon intention. This is the first possibility. Clear? Let's put one. Okay. Second possibility. If he prays with the intention for the regular sunnah only. If he prays with the intention for the regular sunnah only. Not intending Not intending tahiyyat al-masjid, in this case he fulfills the regular sunnah, and tahiyyat al-masjid drops by that. Why? Because in this case he fulfilled the saying of the Prophet ﷺ then let him not sit until he prays to rakah. In this case, didn't he pray to rakah or not? Didn't he? Yes, so, no problem. So in this case, he offers the regular sunnah, and he fulfilled tahiyyat al-masjid. This is like the same situation if he enters and the imam is making Salat al-Faridah an, an obligatory prayer. So, so he intends the obligatory prayer. In this case what? Tahiyyat al-Masjid drops. Right? طيب. The third possibility. First, he offers Tahiyyat al-Masjid then he makes the ratiba, the regular sunnah. This is possible. However, this is يعني, this is permissible rather. However, if he fears that the time is narrow, such that if he prays the two for t'hayyat al-masjid, and the two for the regular Sunnah, the Salah would be called, and then he fears to miss the regular Sunnah, in this case we tell him, pray the regular Sunnah. Clear. Clear. Okay. The fourth possibility. The fourth possibility. If he prays, if he prays and intends both, if he prays and intends both, the ratiba, the regular, and the tahiyya, the salutation. Also this is sufficient. This is sufficient. So therefore the possibilities are four. Number one, he intends the tahiyya only. Second, he intends the ratiba, the regular only. Third, he intends both of them, and in this case, he offers only two. If he intends both of them, then he, int- then he offers only two. This is the third situation. The fourth situation, he offers the tahiyya first, then follows it with the ratiba, Next. Are these now clear? These are the four situations. Be clear now? Now let's go to the hadith. In the hadith, the Messenger وسلم, said that, that the Messenger وسلم, prohibited observing of prayer after the dawn prayer till the sun rose. The sun rose. This means what is intended here that the first visible part of the of the rising sun appears. This means until the sun rose, meaning until the first visible part of the sun rise. This is the meaning. However, in another hadith in another hadith by Uqba, also in the hadith of Ibn Umar, which we explained last time, that the prohibition extends until the sun rises by the, to the extent of a spear. Sphere. To, to the extent of that of a spear. Is that clear? Is that clear? So therefore the prohibition extends from the salah, the dawn prayer, until the sun rises to this extent. And the spear length is, in the vision site, is about one meter. Clear? The spear in the vision site is about one meter, this is in our vision sight, is that clear? Clear people, we have four people saying it's clear, how about the rest? When you look at the sun, with this extent of a sphere, in our vision, The length of this sphere is about what? Is about one meter, that's right. However, in reality, this is thousands of miles. Agree? Agree? Right? Yes? And the sun traverses this distance in about 10 to 15 minutes. And the sun traverses this distance in about 10 to 15 minutes. So therefore, after 15 minutes, after the sun rises, then the time of prohibition ends, and then begins the time of permissibility. And then the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, Again, if we have the text. وَلَا صَلَاةَ بَعْدَ الْعَصْرِ Messenger وسلم prohibited observing of prayer after the dawn prayer till the sun rose. Now we know now till, till when with respect to the sun rising. At, and after the asr, and after the asr till the sun set. After the asr. This means, this apparently means that, after Salat al-Asr, even if he combines the Asr to the Dhuhr, even if he combines the Asr with the Dhuhr, then the time of prohibition begins after that, until the sun sets. until its upper visible part sets is this clear? and yani this means until all of it sets is this clear? you see that? even if he combines the asr with the zuhr then the time of prohibition begins after that until the sun sets yes, combining in the time of dhuhr now if someone says why these prohibitions in these times why did the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa Allahumma salli wa Why did he prevent? What's the wisdom behind this prohibition? The wisdom has been indicated by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi in another narration when he said Inna al-shamsa Verily the sun Rises between two sides of the head of a shaytan. Qarnay shaytan. The two sides of the head. How is this? some of the scholars said that the Shaitan draws his head near to the sun in these times so that when the mushriks and the kafir see the sun and want to prostrate to it They will be prostrating to him in form, and therefore, him and his offspring will have a parent's authority upon the people who prostrate, and thus affect their prayers. And similarly, at the time of the sun setting, and it may be that the Mushriks and the Kafirs prostrated at this time as a farewell for the sun leaving the day, so they prostrate, welcoming, and prostrate as a farewell. So also, we are therefore prohibited to pray in these times, so that we distinguish ourselves from them, and also lest lest this becomes a way to resemble them and for shaitan to have authority on us in salah. So therefore there is a prohibition to pray during these times, meaning the salah if offered in these times it is invalid. This is what's apparent from the hadith, and what's apparent from the hadith that this covers the optional as well, the farḍ, the initiated farḍ, or the made up farḍ. However, This hadith is not intended as a general one, because the Sunnah excluded from this certain prayers. First, the Faridah is not included, the far is not included. So whenever a person remembers that he missed a Salah, then he prays it even during this time. For example, when a person prayed the Fajr, he then remembered that he prayed the isha of the preceding night without wudu, without wudu. In this case, he prays the Fard, the Isha, make up Fard, before the sun rise. Before sunrise. Meaning, he prays it when he remembers it. He prays it when he remembers it. Because the Fard, Salah is not included in any prohibition. It must be done, and the evidence is in the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam: "Man If anyone sleeps on a salah or he forgets then let him pray this Salah when he remembers it. When he remembers it. So we know that making up the third Salah is an obligation. And the principle with respect to the command is also an obligation to be done right promptly. So the Prophet ﷺ فَلْيُصَلِّهَا This is the command. Then he should make it when he remembers it. So, therefore, the person must promptly act to make up the first salah at any time he remembers it, even during these times mentioned in this hadith. Also, the same thing is also this hadith, La salata subh, no salah after the fajr. There are other exceptions in it as well, by way of text, and some by way of consensus. From that is repeating the salah, from that is repeating the salah, meaning, if a person After making the Fajr prayer, he comes to the masjid, and finds the people are still praying the Fajr. Then he makes Salah with them. He makes Salah with them. Even though, now with respect to him, this is what? This is after Fajr, is that clear? With respect to him, this is what? This is what? With respect to him, this is? This is after? Fajr. Clear. Hmm. The evidence for this, during the farewell pilgrimage of the Prophet wasallam. And after he وسلم, left the masjid of Al-Khaif in Mina, following the fajr prayer, the Prophet was praying the fajr there, he finished the fajr, he went out and he saw two people who did not pray. So he called them and he said to them, what prevented you from praying with us? They said, Ya رسول O Messenger of Allah, صلينا في رحالنا. We prayed at our homes. So he said, إذا في رحالكما ثم مسجد If you pray at your home and then you come to a masjid where congregation prayer is done. فصليا معهم, Then pray with them. فإنها لكما نافلة. Then it will be for you as Nafil pray. And what's apparent from this hadith, that repeating this Salah, in a time of prohibition, if you go to a masjid where the original Salah is being performed, and in case this happened, then in this case you repeat the Salah. If this congregation is the original one, not just any congregation, which a person may meet. And in this, the legislator looks for the unity of the Ummah by permitting this. Third situation or exception. the regular the regular sunnah of zuhr offered after the fard the regular sunnah of zuhr after the fard in case in case the person combines the asr with the zuhr at the zuhr time We know that there is a regular sunnah of Dhuhr, right? After the Dhuhr, isn't it? So in this case, he can he may offer it after the Asr combined to the Dhuhr. He may offer it after the Asr because it's not possible for him to pray it between the Dhuhr and Asr. Is that clear? It's not possible. Because they are combined because they are combined. So therefore he makes, he makes, after the asr, example, example, an ill person combines the zuhur and asr. So he prays the zuhur, then the asr, then afterwards he makes the regular Sunnah, which follows the zuhur, he prays it after the asr, but not the regular sunnah preceding the zuhur, because its time has passed, and there is no benefit in praying it after the asr. Fourth exception. Fourth exception. If a person makes tawaf, makes tawaf, after salat subh which one you mean? Which one you mean? Which one that you didn't understand? Which one? The sunnah of the dhuhr, done after asr. I see. When you combine the dhuhr and asr, an ill person, he combines the dhuhr with asr. How? He makes them both at the time of what? At the time of what? At time of dhuhr. At time of dhuhr. No, at time of dhuhr. He makes the Asr with the Dhuhr. He combines the Asr to the Dhuhr. That's what confused you, right? He combines the Asr with the Dhuhr at the time of what? Subhanallah. He is combining, he is combining, ya'akhi. In case he combines the early combination, it's okay or not? Is permissible or not, because people have their own conditions, their own situations. In case he combines the Asr with the Dhuhr, what's wrong with this? An ill person, forget about him now, the combination occurred, right? Is there a, a Sunnah normally after Dhuhr or not? Normally, after Vohor, is there a regular Sunnah or not? You see the question. This is another exception because this has its cause. It has its cause. He cannot pray it after. He cannot pray it after Vohor now because he needs to combine. He can't pray it after Zuhr. It is not possible. Because they are combined. Then he makes it up. Then in this case, he makes it up after Asr. Because he has a cause. This is, in this case, permissible. We are talking, talking about the exceptions done in the prohibited times. We are talking about the exceptions done in the prohibited times. These are some of them, so that you know what we're talking about. From the exceptions is okay. From the exceptions is the two rak'ah of tawaf. From the two from the exception is the two rak'ah of tawaf. So if a person makes tawaf after fajr or after asr, then he may offer two rak'ah by the station of Ibrahim. Maqam Ibrahim alayhi salam. Because these two rak'ah follow normally what? These two rak'ah follow normally what? I'm asking you. These two rak'ah follow normally what? Hmm. Zuhur. They follow what normally? These two rak'ah. Follow the tawaf, exactly. Because they follow the tawaf. See? Zuhur. Why Zuhur? They follow the tawaf. This has nothing to do with Zuhur now. Give an example. You enter the Masjid al-Haram, you enter the masjid al-haram after asr. Okay? And you offer the tawaf. You make the tawaf. What follows the tawaf now? What follows the tawaf is to offer to what? To what? To raka' of tawaf by the maqam of Ibrahim alayhi salam Right? In this case, in this case, this is an exception. In this case, this is an exception, because they follow the tawaf, they follow, they are related to what? So there is a cause, there is a sabab, there is a cause, that is the tawaf, okay? طيب. another exception, another exception, the sunnah of wudu the sunnah of wudu. If a person makes wudu after the tajr or after salat al-asr, then it is permissible for him to make sunnah al-wudu, Yusalli sunnah al-wudu to Rak'ah. We have a text. Because the Prophet صلى الله عليه generalized and he said من توضأ نحو وضوء هذا if anyone makes a wudu like that of mine ثم صلى ركعتين then he offers two rak'ahs, لا يحدث فيه ما نفسه such that he doesn't think of anything else being distracted or anything unrelated to the Salah, then his past sins will be forgiven. Then his past sins will be forgiven. So this is another exception. Whenever you make wudu, you can offer to rakah, even if after asr or after. Sajr. Six exception تحيّة المسجد. تحيّة المسجد. The salutation of the mosque. The two rak'ah. A person entering the masjid. After salat al-subh. Or after salat al-asr. Then he can offer the two rak'ah. Why? Because. لأنها ذات سبب. Because it is. It has its cause. What is its cause? The command of the Prophet ﷺ, not to sit except what? I'm asking you. Not to sit, not to sit, except of what? Except after what? Hmm. Performing to Raka, that's right. Performing to Raka, exactly. And seven, the seventh exception. Yes, the seventh exception. Suddenly a matter arises and you need to ask Allah for guidance regarding this matter and it is needed and it's urgent. Then you can offer which salah. Huh? Asking you. Then you can offer which salah now? Which salah? The salah is istikharah, Masha'Allah. That's right. That's right. The Istikhara. You can do that if the, if this occurred to you after asr or after after a uh, the, the fajr, because these have causes. And from this now, we conclude the following. كُلُّ صلاة ذَاتُ سَبَبٍ فَلَيْسَ عَنْهَا نَهْيٌ Any salah that has a cause, then there is no prohibition applicable to it. So therefore, This takes from the generality of the hadith, this takes out the faraib, the faridah, and every nafil that has a cause, and every nafil that has a cause, and this is the preponderating opinion, this is the preponderating opinion. And it is one narration from Imam Ahmed. And it is the position of the school of thought of Imam al-Shafi'i and Rahimahullah. And it is the choice of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah Rahimahullah and our grand scholars like a Shaykh ibn Sa'di rahimahullah, and a Shaykh bin Baz Rahimahamullah. This this is even indicated in some words of the Hadith itself, in some wording of the Hadith itself, where in one narration The Prophet ﷺ said, لا تحرر الصلاه. Don't seek the salah, meaning in these prohibited times. You don't intend it in these times. So therefore, this takes out whom? This takes out the one who prays due to a legitimate, to, due to, because the, the salah has its cause, isn't it? Because in this case, what? He didn't intend to seek it in these times, isn't it? I'm asking. In accordance with this other wording of the narration. Right? None. And therefore, accordingly, the prohibition is lifted when there is a cause, And also in this way, there will be no resemblance to the Mushriks and the Kafirs, resembling them in prostrating to the sun. Why? Because the Salah that has its cause will distinguish from the intention of the prostrations done by the Mushriks. So it has an apparent cause which necessitates its legability, legal. So therefore in this case, it wouldn't be a resemblance to the mushriks. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Another benefit from this hadith, the prohibition is Related to the salah of the person himself, I will explain. The prohibition is related to the salah of the person himself. Why? Because the prohibit because the prohibition by the Prophet ﷺ was related to the salah. So, for example, someone, someone. Assume someone missed Salat al-Asr, assume one, someone missed Salat al-Asr, so that you understand this point of benefit. He missed Salat al-Asr, and then he offers a nafil before he, before he makes Salat al-Asr. This is permissible. Why? Because the criteria is His, His, His Salah. You understand? You understand? So if you miss Salat al-Asr, if you miss Salat al-Asr, you may offer an optional prayer before it. It's permissible. Optional, before it. Because the criteria is His Salah. His Salah. Okay, the next hadith, please. The next hadith. Next hadith, hadith 53. On Nabi saeed al-Khudri, radiyallahu anhu, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا صلاة بعد الصبح حتى ترتفع الشمس ولا صلاة بعد العصر حتى تغيب الشمس. No prayer may be offered after the morning compulsory prayer until the sun rises, and no prayer after the afternoon prayer till the sun sets. أبو سعيد الخدري أبو سعيد الخدري Isad bin Malik bin Sinan al-Khudri al-Ansari al-Khazraji He attended the 12 battles with the Prophet sallallahu The first battle was that of the trench Before he was young He preserved a lot of knowledge from the Prophet alayhi wa sallam And so he was one of the scholars of the Ansar, and they are great men. He died in the year 74 after Hijrah. And he was buried in Al-Baqiyah in Medina. The subject matter of the Hadith explaining some of the times of prohibition Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala who tells us that the Prophet والسلام, forbade the prayers, meaning here the nafil, after Salat al Fajr, until the sun rises bright, and we spoke about that early, and after Asr, until the sun sets, in order to be distinguished from the, resembling the Kafirs, who used to prostrate at the time of sunrise and sunset. And in this in this hadith there is a different wording. No prayer may be offered after the morning compulsory until the sun rises. But here in fact the translation requires a, a change. Because he said Tertifa, meaning until it becomes bright, rises above the horizon. This has been estimated in the other hadith to be the extent of a spear, to be to the extent of its rise to the extent of the horizon. to that of a spear, therefore in conclusion, therefore in conclusion, it is prohibited to offer the salah, optional salah in these prohibited times, except the salah that has causes, except the salah that has causes as we gave about seven Exceptions earlier. Wallahu ta'ala a'la wa'alam wa sallallahu ala nabi'na Muhammad wa ala alaihi wa sallam.